ECW Livecast. This week is episode 26 where we are breaking down and watching along with ECW Hardcore TV episodes 54 and 56. So yes, that is a jumbo episode. Our rare jumbo episode where we cover three. And the reason why we're covering three is because we want to be aligned with our next episode being When Worlds Collide, the Supercard. So this week we'll do three and it's going to Going to be April 26th, May 3rd, and May 10th of 1994. I'm Mike Prue, along with JV as always. JV, what's going on? Or how you doing? Ah, I'm doing well, man. Doing well. Right. Friday. Yeah. Yep. This our thing we record on Fridays as we I think we revealed for the first time last episode. <laughs> and said basically had said, Yeah, yeah, I guess I'm a loser now, so I'm not going out on Friday <laughs> nights. I'm a dad, so that's how that works out. So, Roman bullshit here. Hanging out in our little rooms, watching wrestling, <laughs> yep. recording a podcast. Hey, I wouldn't want anything better. Fuck. You know? This is relaxing and cool with me. You guys yeah, are hearing this. I'm good. Yeah. Well, you guys are hearing this on another time. But maybe, yeah. I mean, if I was listening to the Extreme ECW Livecast, I might save it for a Friday night and watch along and just relax on a Friday night, if that was me. Yeah. Also, maybe some of you do that, actually. But anyway, thanks, guys, for tuning in again. BTT Army, stronger than ever. So thanks for supporting us and being part of the $5 tier so that you can hear us bullshit about ECW Hardcore TV every other week. So thanks again for that. Before we get going into this jumbo episode, I do want to mention again the show that JV and I do every week, every Wednesday. It's the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And this week coming up is episode 76, and it's going to be coverage of No Way Out 2001. It's the three stages of Hell Mac between Stone Cold Steve Austin and Triple H. So that's coming out today. It's already out. So go back, check Bottom Line Wrestling Cast out, and go back and look at all the other previous episodes. As I said, we are at 76 of the chronological story, but we have a lot of watch-alongs. If you listen to this show, you probably like watch-alongs, so go back and check out our Austin watch-alongs that we have, too. And also, join our Facebook group. It's the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast Facebook group. But you can join it. Regardless of whether or not you listen to Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, which I obviously encourage, 
But if you're a fan of the Extreme ECW Livecast, same thing. Just join that group and you can talk about whatever you like about the Extreme ECW Livecast. I post the stuff about Extreme ECW Livecast there also. So join there on Facebook. The group is growing over the past couple of weeks. So it's your turn to sign up for the Facebook group. And two weeks ago, I had started to do the shout-outs. And, you know, anybody that communicates with us through Twitter or the Facebook group, I'll try to make note of it in our notes for the show to make sure that you get a little shout-out at the top of the episode. So let's do that now. And there is another show out there. So this is kind of a plug, but also a shout-out. And it's to the podcast called the Extreme Rewind Podcast. And this is a podcast about ECW, and they've been at it for longer than us, but they do it differently. They do review style, so they're not watching along. So they'll review it and talk about what happened on shows. And they are currently up to episode 226 and 229, which is in 1997. So here we are with episodes 54 through 56. They're uh, almost 200 episodes more. <laughs> so... Check them out, the Extreme Rewind Podcast. They did have a comment last week on our Twitter, and I thought it was funny. They they mentioned that, you know, because we talked about Chad Austin briefly last week. Yeah. <laughs> they, they had a name for him. Oh, lukewarm Chad Austin. It's <laughs> <was> like, oh, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin, lukewarm Chad Austin. So... I said, yeah, I'm stealing that one. And I did a little Homer Simpson, (laughs) yoink. (laughs) Put a little meme there, yoink, taking that one. So from this point forward, this is the proclamation that Chad Austin will be forever known as lukewarm Chad Austin on this show. (laughs) So they also want to do a show with us at at some point. They keep saying that. They're like, oh, we're going to do a show. A show is a must. So we'll see. We'll see what we can do with them at some point. Maybe a super card watch along at some point down the road. But they are the Extreme Rewind podcast in there uh, from over the over the pond over in the UK. So check them oh, out. Nice. Yep. So a little shout out to them, but also another shout out to Sean Olmsted. And he had a compliment for us about our new opening theme music that you just heard which was put together by Joe Murata from the Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. And he had said that the new opening theme song is dope. And, and you know, great, cool. That's exactly what we wanted. Some, you know, some feedback on that. And, you know, it was a little different to your ears to, to turn the podcast on and be like, oh, shit, this is a little different. And uh, Joe did a great job with that. And just adds a little spice to it, you know, get some ECW comments in there and whatnot. So. From over the years, a lot of which you have we haven't gotten to, but anticipation to get into some of those quotes and those lines that we will hear on future episodes of the Extreme ECW live cast. All right, and with that said, we're going to move on now to episode 54 from April 26, 1994, the runtime of about 46 minutes. JV, you good to go? Ready yeah, I'm ready. It's funny that it's actually a 40, even 46 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly even. All right, so I'll do the typical countdown from three down to one. When I say play, we'll click play and get started all together. Three, two, 
one play. Alright, so we're starting off with a recap of the Bruise Brothers and Mr. Hughes and also Terry Funk's arrival. So let's just take a listen to what Joey Styles has to say to open this show. These are like still shots. Right? Yeah. Or is my shit lagging? No, it's still shots. It's a little All different right. than usual. <laughs> so a new production strategy they're using. Instead of playing the video, just show the images and audio under it. So that they can skip around a lot easier. Well, this is when Terry Funk put the bag over Paulie's head. Oh, that this was the main event from the last episode that we covered. We're gonna have some surprise appearances in the ECW arena here. Ah, boo! <laughs> this is ridiculous. Are you there? Yeah. You hear me? Yeah, yeah. I'll just lay it out. <laughs> All right. Let's listen to Paulie here. Anywhere, right here on NWA Eastern Championship Wrestling. The rest of the story. Well, that wasn't nice. much any of anything there, but nice way to start the episode. Nice recap, and we get into the good thing. ECW opening, yeah. <laughs> The they go shit. back and forth with this theme music. <laughs> Alright. Oh, this is different. Yeah, it is. So... Yeah, it's not like the true opening we're getting... We're getting yeah, clips. these clips are better. These are actually better clips. They are, but they're they're recent clips. Yeah. So instead of showing like a video package of highlights, they're showing clips of things that have happened recently. Which is a nice strategy. You know, so since we, we saw how they were using stills in the opening, and now in this theme song opening, we can we know for sure now that they've had a strategy to change their production. It's almost like they've decided, alright, we're gonna have a different video package every week with the highlights of their past week's stuff. Although that I one like is this. old. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that is cool. Or maybe they just wanted to refresh it with some new stuff. Definitely one of the longer openings. Yeah. Oh, Mike Awesome. Oh, Mike Awesome dies in the oh, T.T. No. Smith. That was a while back. I remember us thinking he was, like, done for. Like, we're like, is this where his career ends? <laughs> yeah. Oh, some beautiful shots of women to open the show, too. Damn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is the longest damn opening <laughs> yeah. ever. Is this 46 minutes? 
Alright, well, we usually like to do a timestamp check this early on, so where are you at, Davey? I am at 407, 408, 409, 410. That's yeah, close enough, yeah. I'm a second ahead. Alright, that's fine. Sabu gonna take a backflip into a table <laughs> for no reason. Jesus, they're basically recapping everything that has happened in 1994. Literally, like just right in order. All right, so while this continues on, I'll read what the network has for a preview of this show. Highlights of Terry Funk taking on Sabu, a rare ECW appearance from Bobby Eaton and Arn Anderson. The Bruise Brothers face Bad Company in tag team action. And Tommy Cairo battles the Sandman. Tasmaniac, Paulie Dangerously, and more. That was perfect timing because now they're about to start the show. <laughs> yeah, it was. Almost like it was. Yeah, like I meant yeah. to do that. <laughs> yeah. All right, Joey Styles is here in the Eagle's Nest. Let's see what he has to say. And it's time to give you the rest of the story. It was Saturday night, April 16th, in this very same ECW arena when an incident took place, an incident which transcended promotional borders. Now, before we show you what happened on last week's program, I'd like to tell you we're about to air footage that you did not see last week when we had to go off the air. We had to cut off our live update. And later in this hour, we'll have comments from all the parties involved in the main event, Saturday night, May 14th, here at the ECW Arena, a card entitled, When Worlds Collide. Let's go back just one week and see what came down here at the ECW Arena. All right, so this is where we last left off two weeks ago. When we have the uh, Paulie thugs with his mass thugs come on out. Which was pretty random at the time because there was nothing said of yeah. the mask dudes. Or he has some mask dudes that are going to make an appearance. Yeah, this is a total surprise. Yeah. <laughs> so Terry Funk takes the mask off of one guy. So soon we'll get, yeah, here's the third guy and swinging neck breaker. We, we know that th at this point now that that's beautiful Bobby Eaton. He's going to go for the Alabama jam off the top rope. Nope. Uh, yeah, it's not exactly the Alabama jam. That was a knee drop. <laughs> that wasn't exactly a leg either. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a leg drop. It was a knee drop instead. Sabu drops the leg though. And Terry Funk takes the loss to Sabu. And this is where we get the big reveal. And this is when worlds <laughs> collide. Hence the name of the next supercard. WCW and ECW Invasion. It's funny it takes Joey Styles no time to say, That's beautiful Bobby Eaton! 
The mask yeah. was off for like two <laughs> seconds. Yeah. Oh shit! That's been, like, wouldn't you have to think for at least a moment? Like, oh yeah, I know who that is. Okay. It's how good his glasses are. Yeah, he's so familiar with beautiful Bobby Eaton that he knows it's him the moment the mask comes off. I mean, Arn Anderson coming out. Well, that's pretty unmistakable. <laughs> You're gonna know it's Arn Anderson. Arneson lands the DDT, goes after Bobby Eaton. It's funny, you have two WCW guys come in, but they're against each other in this story. Arn Anderson is amped. And they Your were, boy. Yeah. You love that guy. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> if you guys listen to the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, you know that I have Arn Anderson ranked higher than The Rock in promos. <laughs> For the uh, upcoming Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast Royal Rankings for guys on the mic. Talkers, if you will. You'll never guess who wasn't on the list. No, Back to say. the match here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. The Rock. Cut I cut the Rock off for Ron Anderson. <laughs> Oof. Oh, shit. All right, this is stuff that we didn't see on the last episode. This is the new bonus. And yeah, because they cut it. Like yeah, mid- they cut at the end here, so we never get to this. He's got Pat Tanaka's pants on. It looks like. <laughs> he does. Nut shot to Sabu from On Anderson. <laughs> on Anderson rocking the Everlast. The Everlast. I don't know what the fuck to call them. Jogging pants? Or like MC Hammer pants? <laughs> swishy pants? Not exactly not swishy. swishy. Yeah. Those swishy pants, man. They they chafe you. Those damn things. Oh, yeah. Like some of the hard ones. Like there's some like flimsy types. But then there's like the hard windbreaker type material. I mean, if you got a good brand, I, um, you probably didn't have an issue. But if you got knockoff shit, which many parents bought in the early 90s. Then, yeah, I usually had knockoff switches. Yeah, and you'd be scraping I your I maybe leg. had a nice pair of Adidas. <laughs> yeah. Like one. All right, so the brawl continues on into the, the entryway. And on Anderson and Terry Funk. Do away Bobby Eaton. And the crowd is pumped for them. This is what they call a hot crowd, right? Oh, yeah. Joey Styles, Joey Styles hasn't stopped talking yet. Oh. Anderson and Funk pushing each other. What's going on here? The ring, Lord Anderson, follow. Funk and Anderson are now having words. This crowd is not silenced whatsoever. What could these two be saying? Is this derogatory? Is this friendly? Are these guys friends? All right, they shake each other's hands. What good the crowd say? loves it. Crowd wanted to see, right? What's that? Said it looks like that's what the crowd wanted to see. Are you kind of breaking up? Am I? I shouldn't be. Saturday night, May 14th, when worlds collide. Tag oh. Team War. 
That was a quick cut. You can hear me now, right? Yep. Sound good. Alright, so the Pitbull had just recently won the TV title from JT Smith. And Jason is his manager now. Let's take a listen to what they have to say. Let's see if Pitbull screams into the camera. I'm going to tell you right now, for eight and a half years, <laughs> I was a hopeful. I was the one that used to go out there in the middle of that ring night after night, hoping to get my hand raised in victory. But no, it was always the other guy. <laughs> no, because now, six months, six months as a manager, I'm not only the sexiest man on earth, <laughs> I'm a champion. Because the pit bull took J.T. Smith as far as he could go. <laughs> and when he couldn't go any further, that's exactly when we put a stop to the former champion and we formed a new champion. <laughs> in his purest form, in the form of Jason, the sexiest man on earth and the most dangerous animal in the world, the pit bull. That's right, the pit bull. I don't care how many of you people out there like me. <laughs> to hate me is to love me. Because <laughs> you love what I do. JT Smith, you didn't like what I did. I gave you pit bull surgery just like I told you I was gonna do. What happened? I'm not gonna supply you with a painkiller because that's the zone you're gonna be in. The pit bull zone, a zone of pain which you couldn't take. That's why you passed out, right? He passed out, he passed out. So insecure, right? <laughs> you passed out, right? Yeah, yeah. Just one put you out. That's why I'm the champ. I'm the best. Ha! Joey, I said it last episode. This guy doesn't know what to shut more. up. Give me some more. Well, Pitbull, I've got ah, he doesn't make any sense. <laughs> He's one of the worst talkers I've ever seen. <laughs> None of his words make sense. <laughs> Say gibberish. I'm going to give you a painkiller. What the fuck are you talking about? The whole time in that promo, you couldn't see him. But I noticed that on his right arm, he has a tattoo of a Pitbull. And it's probably a picture of a Pitbull that he had as a pet at one point. Yeah. And because he has that tattoo, he probably decided to be Pitbull. <laughs> yeah. It's probably oh. as simple as that. This guy's okay. Even Jason sucks. They both suck. Why is they why is he still talking? What the fuck? I'm the Pitbull. I'm the Pitbull. <laughs> he sucks. Did people like this shit in '94? I mean, they put the belt on him. Oh, he's jacked up and looks good. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I I do like the tag team that he becomes part of, the Pitbulls. Jason is their manager too at that point. These are just very very bad promos. When we're seeing like used to seeing like Shane Douglas, <laughs> right? Paul Heyman, Terry Funk. So Joey Styles keeps asking them questions. Yeah. Fuck. Even, like, stop it. Every answer is a promo. <laughs> right. Who's the baddest animal? Bad. 
Tell us. You don't even, I don't even have to ask you that question. You know it's the pitfall. I don't care what you got, Tasmaniac. I don't care where you're from. You want to suplex, I'll suplex. If you're watching you along, wrestle, look at Jason's face. <laughs> you want to brawl, Looks like Mike brawl. Off. You want to karate, I'll kick he your wants head to walk away. and rip your heart out. You think you can beat me? The J.T. Smith pinned you in the middle of the ring. What did I do to J.T. Smith? I was his worst nightmare. You got nothing that scares me. Because nah. I'm the champ. Number one, Umaro Uno. <laughs> ah, Numero. <laughs> Dumbass. Umaro Numero. <laughs> Look, the closed caption I have it on, and they, they gave him Numero. Yeah, that's funny. You have closed captions on? That's fucking good idea. <laughs> always. You should always do. The fuck? Tell me that. Now I don't have to try to listen to them. I can read them. <laughs> For wrestling, I always do. Even like on TV. Alright, so we get to a match now. And it's Tasmaniac. He's in the ring. Mike Norman. Mike Norman. I feel like we knew him. Mike Norman. <laughs> He's wearing the uh, American flag. Yep. And this guy is Definitely. still on commentary. Oh, this guy won't go away. The fuck? He is like a pit bull. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's up our ass. <laughs> that bell sounds. That was awesome. And he's like Triple H. He doesn't know when to stop or when to go away. Dude, Taz must have the nastiest feet ever. Oh, yeah. Walking on this shit. Barefoot all the time. Taz just suplexed Mike Norman through the table. Yeah, he did. Belly to belly suplex onto a table. Bad. Mike Norman is getting... Um, Match needs to be over. Up. Why is that yeah. guy standing up? Oh. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a... He picked him up like he was nothing. Yeah. Like he was a paper. Oof. What a suplex in oh, that strong. match. Fucking Pipple hasn't shut up this entire match. Yeah, he said, That's all I got to tell you. And it <laughs> just tells you more. Right. That's all I got to tell you. I'm going to keep talking, though. <laughs> Shut your mouth and let me talk. <laughs> Imagine doing a podcast with this guy and you try to end it and you go, do you have any last words to this guy? <laughs> yeah. He won't be another half hour. <laughs> All right. So they stopped by for long enough. Get them the fuck out of here. And we thought Jason was the manager here. Jason should be doing the talking for him. You got any final comments? <laughs> he says, yeah, yes, I got many. I, I got many. I'm not done yet. <laughs> this guy doesn't <laughs> shut the fuck up. It's like a pit bull doesn't stop barking. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they went back to him, and this time he's just repeating what he said. Oh, my gosh. And we talked over a lot of it, but guys, don't feel you don't bad. You don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He said, I'll rip your heart out, just like I just told you. But what would you do to Tasmaniac to keep the belt? 
And Jason's gonna ask Lord, me another question. Look in my eyes. What are you gonna do to keep and the title? You ask yourself that question. What would that sick, crazy, psychotic-looking dog do? I don't know. Would I kill? Would I kill to keep this belt? Would I kill? Look at me. May 14th, you don't keep you the belt. You ask yourself that question. Would I kill to keep this belt? Fighting you, I might have to, since you're going to be a very, very good competition. But I like it. Think about it. Think about it May 14th. Ask yourself, would I? For me to know, and you, you, find out. <laughs> Look at me. Look. Ah, I'm the champ. He sucks. Welcome back to NWA East. Yeah, I do have to say, I want to watch this match. I want Taz to kick the shit out of him and win the TV title. <laughs> That's what I want to happen. On May 14th, at When Worlds Collide. So that's match I'll be looking forward to. With that said, in two weeks, that's what we're covering. We're doing the Supercard Special for When Worlds Collide. Alright, so we get a little recap action here from April 16th. Bruce Brothers battling with Public Enemy. The Human Cage match. The Lumberjack match, essentially. Or exactly what it is. It's a Lumberjack match. And this is what they were showing at the opening of the show. Alright, so we got a match here. It's the Bruise Brothers against Bad Company. Pat Tanaka. Bruise Brothers Diamond. are cool. What? What'd you say? I said the Bruise Brothers are just cool. Yeah, they're cool in this version, I think, as the Bruise Brothers. But anything other than this... Did you say Jeff Jarrett's coming? They just mentioned Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. I missed what they said, but yeah, I just saw they said Jeff Jarrett. But anyway, back with um, the Bruise Brothers, they were... Pretty good in Smoky Mountain and here in ECW, but once they make that switch to WWF, <laughs> not that good. They become Eli and Jacob Blue, then eventually Skull and Eight Ball. The, uh, what was the name? Disciples of Disciples of Apocalypse. Yeah. Disciples of Apocalypse. Yeah. Disciples. Imagine telling people <laughs> you're a disciple of anything. Oh yeah, this is probably them at their best and where they fit best is in a place like this. ECW, Smoky Mountain. But on the big stage, yeah. 
They have no personality. Well, let's just say I say they look cool. Not that yeah. they are. Not that they're good. Not to no. <laughs> not mistake the two. They have. I like the I long hair look rather than the yeah. Bald look. It's like the caveman look. Yeah. Captain Caveman. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, it's exactly. What I was they should have came to the ring with clubs. <laughs> That would have fit WWF 1995. Yeah. The caveman. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> looking like Fred Flintstone and having a club or something. <laughs> oh, Pat Tanaka. Joey Styles just called him the sensei. I guess he's the master. Master of the team. All of the martial arts. <laughs> All of them. Every single martial art. Pat Tanaka knows. <laughs> Let's ask Pitbull how many martial arts he knows. <laughs> <laughs> I have something to say about that. Pat Tanaka playing some mind games. No one else sees that but Joey Styles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joey Styles just making up some stories. <laughs> the poor guy's alone. Yeah, that's going to be a tough thing to do is to commentate a match all on your own and tell a story all on your own. Without anybody to bounce it off. Wow, this crowd. <laughs> you just Sensei crowd. sucks, chant. <laughs> Did you hear how he started it, too? Yeah, hey everybody. Yeah, hey everybody. Let's say Sensei sucks. Sensei that sucks. A, that guy's got management qualities. <laughs> it's funny how the mic just picks it up. Whole lot of nothing going on in this match. Yeah, this is pretty. Uh, Brutal. So either Ron or Don just whipped Pat into the corner. And now they're both in the ring, Ron and Don, and they do a little push, push to Pat to knock out. Not a clothesline, not a shoulder block, but just a push, running push. Push, push, push. push. They're just working on Pat to knock out. What's the sucks chant? They got a sucks chant going on here. Is it, I don't think it's Sensei, but... But it's funny to see this is the earliest form of sucks chants in wrestling. <laughs> you didn't really hear that in 94 in, EC, in uh, WCW or WWF. Tell them that they suck, man. <laughs> you suck. Yeah, generally, people wouldn't want to spend the money that they had to spend to go to WWF or WCW to uh, say it sucks. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. But for a place like this, ECW or numerous independents throughout the country, they went because they wanted to say it sucked. <laughs> Although some people might re 
rebut what I just said about WCW and WWF in 1995 because they they were basically giving tickets away at that point too. Please show up. We have fucking TV. We got right, exactly. Of all matches that they want to play the entirety of, this is the one they're gonna pick. This is the fucking it sucks. Crowd doesn't give a shit. It's really no storyline between these teams because nope. the Bruce Brothers are in a feud with Public Enemy. They have tem- terrible chemistry. Yeah, the chemistry blows. I mean, the only thing that will save this match in the end is if Public Enemy comes out. Just to make it have some kind of sense to the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but really, it's just crap. Yeah, I'm looking for. I'm looking ahead in the card here, and it doesn't look like there's a lot more that takes up much time in the show. So this match might be going on for a little longer. Yeah. <laughs> so Paul Diamond is. Looks like he's wearing Road Warrior Hawks tights. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the same exact thing, the red and black with the WWF tights. The former Orient Express. Oh, here's one of their old Orient Express moves. There you go. Nice little leapfrog. Onto the back of one of the Harris brothers as they held onto the rope. Paul Diamond pulled on the legs. Pat Tanaka leapfrogged Paul Diamond onto Ronadon. Rondon. The name should have just been Ron John. <laughs> like the rolls. Ron John. Back body drop. From very high spot. Yeah, spot. biggest spot that's been in the match, maybe. In addition to the one that we just had, the leapfrog spot. Come on, where's the finish? I can't even anticipate the finish at this point. Double clothesline. Double clothesline down to Bad Company. They're both down. <laughs> it's funny. Joey Styles <laughs> is calling it the same way I am. It comes, yeah, I it comes uh, Ron Adon. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's, that was funny. What's that? I said that was funny. <laughs> I think you're cutting off a little bit. Some... Um, I haven't moved my mic at all, so. Oh, all right. I don't know why. I don't know why it does that. I can't figure it out either. That set just sucks. All right, the Bruce Brothers end up with a win here. Oh yeah, legitimately nothing we haven't seen before. But they could have done this a lot quicker. <laughs> it's one of the longer matches. 
Yeah, that was fucking long. It'd be like 12 minutes. You're right. For a tag team match. And the public enemy didn't come out at all to further the feud. What the fuck? Yeah, this is what I want to hear about. More on Anderson, Bobby Eaton, what's going on? That should be the story. Let's get to that story, please. Have decided to join forces and keep in mind, Arn Anderson is the only athlete in this sport who is both a member of the Four Horsemen and the Dangerous Alliance. Comments from Double A and the Funker when we right, return. Something good. Here Arn, we go. Yeah. I want to explain something to you that you may not understand. Is I have been very, very honest with these people out here. These are a different type of fan than what you're used to. What I am talking to right now is the hardcore wrestling fans of Philadelphia. And I believe from the bottom of my heart, they're the greatest fans in the world. And I think that they feel just like I do, that there's a rotten apple in the barrel. Whenever I watched Paul Dangerously come out there with Bobby Eaton, you cannot deny, I don't believe, nor can anyone else deny or try to pull the wool over Todd Gordon's eyes. These guys are trying to pull something from WCW. Now, what I want to know, Arn, is where do you fit into this puzzle? I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to come up here and blow ECW out of the tub. Well, let me tell you something. It is not going to happen. Dangerously is not going to do it, nor anybody else from down south. Now, I know, I want to know exactly why you are here and these people right out there, they want to know what are you doing coming into the ring to help me? Well, Terry Funk, if you think beyond any stretch of the imagination that I came up here explicitly to watch your backside, you're incorrect. But by pulling Bobby Eaton out from WCW or whatever Paul Lee did, he's got one flaw, and I know him as well as anybody else. He managed me. He likes to run that mouth, and he leaked it. Maybe he leaked it to one of his girlfriends late one night, but word got back to me that Bobby Eaton was going to show up. I didn't come to save you, but I came to keep an eye on Bobby Eaton. It just turned out that I was there to lend you a hand. I'm glad I was there. Well, let me ask you something. I know that once before, and I want to ask you this for sure, too. You've explained me that part. But Tolly Blanchard was a horseman. You were a horseman. How can I trust you? Well, let me tell you something. All I've heard is about ECW and how great the wrestlers were up here. And by you being here alone tells me it's great. Let me tell you something about erasers. The reason they put erasers on pencils is because we're all human. We all make mistakes. And I've made a lot of mistakes. But let me tell you something. You're a funk and I'm an Anderson. And sometimes that blood didn't mix past. Let me tell you something, Terry Funk. I'm going to put my hand out to you and tell you something. I'm going to watch your back with Sabu. All I ask from you is you watch my back with Bobby Eaton. We got a deal? Wait a minute. I give you my word. You know that my word is a good. I give you my word as a funk. I'm not going to shake your hand until you give me your word, not as a horseman, not as a wrestler, but as an Anderson and in your family's name, I want you to put it on the line. And I'll put it on my line, too. Let us put it this way. There is no WCW in this situation. There is no WCW. There's four men that have got to settle something. The only way we know how. And as an Anderson, I give you my word, 
I won't double-cross you. You give me that same word. These people are used to a hell of a fight. They hadn't seen nothing yet. There's no ECW in this situation. There's no WCW. Nothing. This is Funk and Anderson against Eaton and Sabu. You've got it. Done deal. You know, Bobby, they called an ace in the hole. Okay. Every time Terry Funk wants to cement his legend in this sport, every time Terry Funk looks just a little bit over the horizon and says, maybe this is the year that I do call it quits, he has to say to himself, you know what, there's one guy out there that can top me. There's one guy out there that's crazier than Terry Funk. There's one guy out there that's goofier than Terry Funk. There's one guy out there that's more of a kamikaze than Terry Funk. There's one guy out there that will sacrifice his own body more than Terry Funk ever did. And that man is Sabu, the heir to your throne, Terry Funk. The man that took you down one, two, three, all by himself with nobody's help. Oh, no, but you want to come out here and blame Bob Eaton for it all. You want to come out here and blame an altruistic man, a man who doesn't have a malicious bone in his body, because you always have to find that scapegoat. When you ever got in trouble when I was a kid, you looked up towards your father, the chicken crap person that you are, and you blamed your brother Dory. And then you come in, and every time there's an excuse by Terry Funk, the famous Funk swerve, and now you come in and blame it all on Bob Eaton, a man that was out there to watch my back because he heard in the back of his mind that Arn Anderson was coming around, snooping around ECW. Let me tell you something, Arn Anderson. I know, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I never, I never had the guts to say this to your face because I know what kind of person you are, the enforcer. I know you come along and slap me because that's the type of person you are. You would slap Paul E. Dangerously, never would slap Bobby Eaton, but you'd slap Paul E. Dangerously. Arn Anderson comes out here every time like this. Arn Anderson down here always talks about this. Arn Anderson down here always talks about this. Bobby Eaton, you ask Bobby Eaton, he'll tell you about the Midnight Express and well you should. He'll tell you about the heavenly bodies, and well, you should. But he'll also tell you about the dangerous alliance, which you, for some freaking reason, always seem to want to forget. Like it's a part of your past that you're afraid of, that you're ashamed of. Like Ricky Steamboat doesn't want to hear about it. Like Ric Flair doesn't want to hear about it. Like nobody in the world ever remembered the dangerous alliance. Bobby Eaton remembers the dangerous alliance. Bobby Eaton remembers what we accomplished. Bobby Eaton remembers how fearful everybody was of us, but I don't know. Arn Anderson, the enforcer. Arn Anderson, the tough guy. Arn Anderson, the man that never kissed up to anybody, all of a sudden forgets about his past, remembers the horseman, but does remember the dangerous alliance. And let me tell you something, Arn Anderson. It took a man like Sabu, it took an athlete like Bob Eaton to put down the legend of Terry Funk, to finish off Terry Funk, to have Terry Funk in a situation where he might never wrestle again. Where he might not even have to think about the name Tully Blanchard. We might not have to think about the name Shane Douglas, who stole the ECW title from him. Oh, no. We had Terry Funk down and down for good. And then Bobby and I heard the roar of the crowd, and who came out but you? Double A, the enforcer. It goes like this, Arn Anderson. Bobby never needed my help to win any matches. Carried him, boy. I know you carried him. You carried him. You carried him. And you know what's going to happen, Bobby Eaton? On May 14th, you're going to carry him all the way to the paramedic stand because that's what's going to happen to you, Arn Anderson. You can count on this. Terry Funk, as much of a legend, as much of a demigod as he may be, I'm looking at you straight in the eyes, Terry Funk. You're not man enough to beat Sabu. You never have been man enough to beat Sabu. As a matter of fact, Terry Funk, not one stinking member of your family is man enough to beat Sabu. And Bobby Eaton 
is going to take Arn Anderson down right here in Philadelphia, where the breakup of the Dangerous Alliance all started, where Medusa kicked me upside the head. And right here is where the Dangerous Alliance ends. Because on May 14th, Arn Anderson, not on TBS, not at a WCW event where the officials can save you because you kiss up to everybody. Bobby Eaton with no rules, Bobby Eaton with, with, with no corporate sponsors on his back is going to take out WCW's hottest commodity. Going to take out the man that they're going to make posters of. Going to take out the man that they want to merchandise. Bobby Eaton is going to cost Ted Turner a lot of money because he's going to end the regime. He's going to end the reign of the Anderson family on May 14th as Sabu takes out Terry Funk. You live by the Dangerous Alliance, and with Sabu, <laughs> you die by the Dangerous Alliance. CMA 14th, double A. Now, those were awesome. two yeah. great promos back-to-back -back build up to this big match happening at When Worlds Collide. What do you think of that Arn Anderson promo? Uh, I thought it was good. Yeah, it's just I like... I think it's top 10. <laughs> good. No, but just... It's just the type of promo he has. It, it always makes sense. It always helps build it. Yeah. So. It was no Funk or Heyman, though. Oh, he's he's not over the top, you know, so. But, yeah, it, it's it's mellow is his style. You know? Yeah. Matter, matter of fact, like, it's almost like you did something wrong. Your dad's talking to you, and <laughs> you don't want to. You're not fucking around with him. <laughs> you're just going to listen. Okay. Yep, you're right. <laughs> A good promo there, and then of course Paulie always has a great promo to help build the match. And it was it was funny to see Bobby Eaton just sitting there mumbling, bumbling every every few minutes, like, oh yeah, 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 because yeah. he has shit to say and he sucks on the mic. So, <laughs> so it's very fitting that they made sure that Bobby Eaton would be with Paulie, and that Arn, yeah, they could back Arn, them. Yeah, so Paulie's covering for Bobby Eaton. Well, you'll be able to get some good exchanges between Funk and Arn Anderson. Because if it was Terry Funk and Ian, yeah, that, w that wouldn't work. <laughs> All right, so what we've just gone over here is Tommy Cairo looking like he has a pregnant belly. <laughs> Tommy Cairo beat the Sandman this recap package and he's walking away with his new lady Sandman's old lady Peaches yeah what's up with Tommy Cairo's stomach it's like a ball oh woman comes out of the crowd holy shit I was gonna say this girl just attacked <laughs> woman just jumped out of the crowd and grabbed yeah, fucking woman Peaches. I didn't notice until you said it it was woman <laughs> which is kind of Fitting because woman made her debut in WCW in nineteen eighty nine as somebody in the crowd. Peach's asshole. And Peach's ass is out. Woman's ass is virtually out too because she's wearing all mesh. Yeah. See that thong. That look great. Underwear. And actually we did see part of this pants. clip in the last episode. Because I definitely remember seeing those pants on woman. All right, so we're going to have an interview with Sandman, who has his kendo stick. Trying to lose his shit. He's gradually becoming the Sandman. So let's lay out and take a listen to what Sandman and Joey Styles has to say. Wrestling has gone ahead. 
despite protests from the National Wrestling Alliance and several other special interest groups. On Saturday night, May 14th, here at the ECW Arena, we will have a mixed tag team match featuring the Sandman and Woman facing the tandem of Iron Man Tommy Cairo and your wife Peaches in a match with international significance, as this will be the first ever Singapore caning match. Oh, wow. Singapore cane match. With the loser of the fall to receive six blows at the end of a martial arts cane. <laughs> Any thoughts, Sandman? Thoughts? Yeah, I got a thought that goes through my mind every time I think about being strapped by peaches in the middle of that ring. But you know what? I think things are going to go my way this time. We tried it your way. Now it's going to be my way. Singapore cane style, Tommy Cairo and Peaches. Singapore cane. Do you know who I have in my corner with me? Do you know how many times woman has been to Singapore? How much she knows about that culture? She's going to teach me everything <laughs> yeah, I need to on? know. And when I get you in the ring with this cake... Joey Styles, May 14th, Saturday night, ECW, right out of the headlines, right into South Philly. Tommy Cairo, I'm going to beat you so bad like you've never been beaten. I'm going to cane you, Peaches. Right in the center of the room like you did to me. If you're a little bit too squeamish, you don't want to see that boy get whipped from Singapore on your 6 o'clock news. You don't want to be at the ECW arena when I take this cane to beaches Saturday night, May 14th. <laughs> Yeah, that wraps up the show. So we're going to have the first Singapore Kane match. And you know, the Singapore Kane match came about because of a story that he was just talking about. You know, On the 6 o'clock news, there was an uh, American citizen who ended up um, getting in trouble in Singapore. And he got, he got arrested there and was caned. He had to take six strokes from the Singapore cane as his punishment. And that was big news in America at that time in 1994. So, yeah, so that's where that comes from. That's Michael Fay was his name. I'd never heard about that before. So ECW jumped right on it to uh, use it as part of their angle here. Oh, shit. And then it becomes the major staple of Sandman is to have that cane that point on yeah all right so that concludes that episode um a little little bit of good mostly bad because of the bruce brothers match took up much of the time mostly bad <laughs> yeah but yeah it was some you know decent stuff there with the with the promos arn anderson bobby Eaton, well not bobby Eaton, but poorly dangerously um Pitbull sucked ass, and he talked for too long. So, yeah, so mostly bad, right? <laughs> Pitbull and the Bruce Brothers kind of shit on the show a little bit. 
but a couple bright spots with Paulie and Arn Anderson. And then even Sandman's not bad there in the end. He's actually more of the Sandman that people are familiar with at this point. He has his uh, his shitty pants on, and he's got his cane now, the more surfer gear. So he's the Sandman from this point on. And then, of course, a woman wearing some lace pants, you know, doesn't get better than that. <laughs> but, JV, what do you think? Of the overall episode? Yeah. Um, I think it's it's definitely like a transition setup episode. Yeah, it's building to the big and show. I think, yeah, I think what really hurt the show is they put a lot they poured a lot of time in talent that shouldn't have gotten time. So you had the tag team match, and then you had Jason and Pitbull. Right, and the I mean I can understand because, Jason and the Pitbull because that builds up to the Taz Pitbull match at When Worlds Collide. But the tag team right. match didn't do anything. No. Because Public Enemy is involved in that feud. And they weren't there. So is it just, oh, the Bruce Brothers beat another good team. So, okay. They're, they're a threat to the Public Enemy. Which wasn't really expressed much at all through commentary by Joey Styles either. He didn't really mention Public Enemy at all on the commentary. Yeah. So missed opportunity there to connect that that storyline to build to the big show, the big super card when worlds collide coming up on May 14th. So yeah, like I basically, like I said, some good, some bad, but we're going to take a quick little break. We have a music request from Frank Alves and it's going to be temple of the dog hunger strike. Oh, nice. So that's a great song. Yeah. Great song. And it's uh, early Eddie Vedder. It's Eddie Vedder's first song. That was ever recorded, and Chris Cornell. So it's Chris Cornell and Eddie Vedder. Yeah, it's like their side project. Right. Well, it's it was a side project, but it was before both bands were even known. What this song was before any Pearl Jam song. This yeah. Oh yeah, Soundgarden hadn't released an album yet. I'm pretty sure, like a like a major album, major label yeah. album yet at this point, and and Pearl Jam wasn't even formed yet oh i always thought this was like after like a side yes yeah, is right before so the story is that eddie vetter had written three songs recorded three songs as like a demo and one of was alive i think once in footsteps are three songs that they're all like one story and he put that out as a demo and people that were in this you know, it was just like other people from seattle and California, and they put together this Temple of the Dog band as like a tribute to one of their friends that died. And they heard word of Eddie Vedder and invited him to go to their recording. And then Chris Cornell did his part of the song and then said, Hey, why don't you you give a shot with this? And then Eddie Vedder was like, All right, I'll try it. And then they kept it. And and that, that, that became the song. And then Eddie Vedder was essentially trying out to be in Pearl Jam because some of the guitarists that were a part of this were the guitarists that were forming a band and they needed a lead vocalist. They took Eddie Vedder from here. Oh, shit. Yeah. Really. So, pretty cool shit. Good song. Thanks for the request, Frank Alves. Um, yeah, you guys are going to enjoy this song. And we'll be back right after that with 
episode 55 from May 3rd of 1994.
All right, we're back now. Hope you enjoyed that song, a Frank Al's request, Temple of the Dog, Hunger Strike. And we're going to be moving on now to episode 55 of ECW Hardcore TV from May 3rd, 1994. The runtime of this episode is 42 minutes and 43 seconds, I believe, on the WWE Network. So Yep, 42 minutes, 43 seconds. So you got, got it. it. All right, so we're going to get set up there. As usual, I'll give the three down to one countdown. When I say play, we'll click play and get started here with this episode. And just to give you a little summary of sorts or a preview of what the WWE Network has written. It says, the same man goes one-on-one with Tommy Cairo in an all-out war. 911 faces Mikey Whipwreck and Don Carson in a handicap match. Tasmaniac takes on Johnny Blaze. And Ray Ossie faces Eric Anderson. Ray Odyssey, that surfer dude that JV and I liked a couple weeks back. <laughs> He's back in action. He's here again. Then also, plus Terry Funk, Arn Anderson, beautiful Bobby Eaton, and more. All right, so at that point, you guys probably should be set up and ready to go. If you need more time, just pause, and then the countdown will be right there. Three, two, one, and play. All right. Here we begin, kicking off right with nine one one in the ring. He looks like Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> he does, Dog the Bounty Hunter, and a knockoff Diesel. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Diesel has already debuted WWF at this point in late '93 as the bodyguard. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. He's going to manhandle Mikey Whipwreck and Stan Carson. They said Don Carson in the in the write-up. Uh, he, he looks like Frodo. <laughs> Who? Mikey? Not uh, Frodo. Fredo. Oh, Fredo from The Godfather? Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fredo with the mullet. Yeah. It's Fredo if he were to survive the, uh, the trip out into the, the lake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can wrestle, too, Dad. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> what the People f- don't get that. Watch The Godfather. You'll yeah. get it. <laughs> I'm not stupid like everybody thinks. <laughs> trying to get daddy's approval. He's actually well, trying, to get his, he's trying to get his brother's <laughs> approval at that point. Oh, yeah. No, oh, yeah. When he died. Yeah, yeah. And Godfather. End of Godfather 2. Yeah, in part 2. I'm not stupid like everyone thinks. I can do things. <laughs> All right, so nine one one has taken these guys out for some choke slams. He's still breathing, and Paul Heyman wants him dead. <laughs> yeah, Paul, that's crazy. Paul Heyman's like, "Hey, look over here. This one's still breathing." Nine one one looks winded, though. Yeah, like shut the fuck up, Paulie. Paulie, I can't keep lifting these guys, even though they weigh one hundred fifty yeah. pounds. See how heavy I'm breathing. <laughs> you know, I'm not a wrestler, right? I was just this bodyguard that yeah. Putting in the ring. <laughs> Look at his shitty boots. Shitty boots and swishy pants. Yeah. <laughs> With a it's leather pathetic. vest. Oh shit! Is that Molino or Finnegan? They're, they're like clones. Ah, uh, I'll I'll never remember. I gotta find a trait. Maybe one of them has a mustache. I have to look for that. But Paulie doesn't want the referee to get choke slammed, because that would probably cost him some money, a fine. 
Whereas it's okay to beat the shit out of Whipwreck and Stan Carson. <laughs> Nine One One's awesome because he looks like a legit tough guy. Oh like yeah, he's big, but like he seems real. Oh yeah, I bet he is real. <laughs> Look at this guy; it's huge. Yeah, even Joey's saying it. Look at the size of this man. Yeah, he's huge. Yeah, he's just you know he's tall, of he's, course, but he's thick. He's thick. Yeah, he's got some meat on him. Like he throws some heavy punches. You can tell how self-conscious Paulie is of his hair. It's because he's wearing a suit and then he wears a baseball hat with it. <laughs> yeah, a shitty baseball hat. Right. I mean, you could say he's advertising ECW, but we know that's not the case. He's conscious of his his hair. I think I've said recently I've been giving myself my own haircuts. I, I fucked up with my most recent haircut, so I had to shave it all off. <laughs> No. Yeah, I had to go all the way back down to the buzz because I was no I was faded in pretty good, but I I used the the guard that was too too to the skin. And I was like, ah, fuck! Yeah. I'm not gonna be able to fade this in right. I can get away with the higher ones, but I was out of my league with that. So I was like, fuck! I gotta shave it all. Right now I'm almost <laughs> shaved head completely. I mean, it's like a buzz cut. <laughs> so. Oh. So I'm gonna be wearing hats in my uh, my meetings that I have for work <laughs> from this point on. <laughs> I always wear hats. Next, yeah, then you don't have to worry about doing your hair and whatever. Yeah. Especially working from home, I'm always wearing a hat. Yeah, that's understandable. All right, so we're getting another one of those long opens like the previous episode, and it's all just new highlights of 911. Yeah, they're really putting him over here. All right. That looks like, um, yeah, that was what Dwayne Gill. Name? Yeah, Dwayne Gill. Yeah. Dwayne Gill taking a chokeslam by 911. Like, so, like the previous episode, the beginning intro is almost like a recap of. Not a recap, but. Like highlighting. That, yeah, hi, yeah, that's the better word. Highlighting. Yeah, they, I forgot what it was last week, but they chose somebody to highlight. It was kind of a mixture last week. In the last episode, but it was long. Yeah. I think it was more like Terry Funk Sabu shit. And then this week we focus on nine one one. But yeah, this is a long ass video package still. <laughs> and it's just choke slam, choke slam, choke slam. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Other. That's like a cool YouTube video before YouTube. Yeah, that's true. Like the highlights of nine one one YouTube video. Yeah. And then we get the. The heading there, Eastern Championship Wrestling. And now we start to Sabu. see. Yep. We have Sabu. What do you got for a time stamp while this is going? Yeah, might as well check here. I'm at 548. 49. Oh, on. 50. Bobby Heenan with the right hand. <laughs> Bobby Heenan. Oh, <laughs> Bobby Heenan. Bobby Eaton. Bobby Eaton. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> well, hey, it's close enough. I, I am under the influence. Oh, are you? Yeah. I didn't get a chance to. Maybe after this, and maybe after this uh, episode, I'll be. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, this is going on now. It's like everybody: yeah. Peaches, Cairo, Taz, and Sabu. It's oh. too long, though. It is too long. It's literally like pit four bull. minutes long. It's like a pitbull promo. <laughs> yeah, pitbull pro promo. Too long. Exactly. 
Now we have Mr. Hughes. They're just spotlighting everybody now. Yeah. Doesn't matter who the fuck they are. Who's next? Uh, look, look at all the guys we have. Right Getting into the guys that used to work for WWF. <laughs> right. <laughs> They'll probably even show Ray Odyssey. <laughs> oh. Oh, show Hawk, nice Shane Douglas. Yeah, it was. Clothesline off Shane the Douglas apron. made Hawk look really good. Yeah. And he physically looks good, but yeah, working-wise, yeah. That's what I mean, work-wise, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the public enemy. They got their feud going on with the Bruise Brothers. Maddie in the house interviewing them. And a big brawl that they had, the tag team brawl a few weeks back. Sabu and, I mean, uh, Taz and Kevin Sullivan were still teaming up. Public Enemy dancing around here. And for you, uh, just audio listeners only, feel bad that <laughs> you have to go through us with this uh, five-minute recap of bullshit. Now they're showing Mike Awesome. At least At if least you're watching along. music. <laughs> yeah. On fucking loop. <laughs> right, same shit. Every, I would say every 45 seconds. Yeah, it's basically Mike Awesome time. Oh, no. Now it's top rope spot time. Everyone's just doing hey, moves off the top it's rope. Ray Odyssey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they showed him. All right. Can we start the show, please? God damn. Here we go. All right. Woo. All right. Let's take a break and listen to Joey it's Styles. This is Joey Styles. High above the ECW Arena right here in the Eagle's Nest. And on the heels of the announcement made right here last week. On Saturday night, May 14th, as has been reported in every major newspaper and publication across this country, Eastern Championship Wrestling has sanctioned the first ever Singapore caning match. That's right, right here, Saturday night, May 14th, in a mixed tag team match. It will be the Sandman and Woman versus Iron Man Tommy Cairo and the estranged wife of the Sandman, Peaches. And the loser of the fall in this mixed tag team match will receive six blows with the Singapore cane. Now, this entire situation has been brewing for some months here in Eastern Championship Wrestling. It all started when the Sandman, who was temporarily blinded, accidentally struck his wife. But the Sandman showed no remorse. Life's a bitch. And then you marry one. From there, the Sandman blaming the <laughs> so, de <laughs> so depressed. <laughs> oh, man. It's a story people can relate to, though. Yeah. That the Iron Man had eyes for his wife, Peaches? This entire incident came to a head right here in the ECW Arena Saturday night, April 16th, in a one-on-one -on -one matchup between the Sandman and the Iron Man special guest referee that evening with Sal Balomo. The stipulations of the match, that if the Sandman lost the match, he would receive 10 lashes at the hands of his wife, Peaches. Just a few moments before that match, the Sandman was standing by with these very interesting comments. Haven't you people seen enough? More black and white goodness. Yeah. Again, artsy-fartsy here. <laughs> like we said with the first episode, and even last week, they are experimenting with the audio and with the visuals. Yeah. 
Trying to wiggle out of this match. <laughs> Just pay for that shit. Don't beat me up. Smoking cigarettes now. No don't no show. <laughs> Simple as black and white. Oh, it's in yeah. black and white. Hey, that's good shit though. Yeah. Or maybe all this promo is gonna be black and white. That's why he wears those black and white pants. Oh, let's see what this fuckhead has to say. Oh, actually, it's not a... It's a replay, I think, right? I think we saw this match. I think we saw this, yeah. Uh, maybe not. I don't... I get confused because Sablomo's doing the... The ref. So it might be slightly ref different. Ref shirt, yeah. And it's always tough because it always looks like the same crowd. <laughs> because it basically is. So it's from April 16th, which was the last TV taping. So I, I think this is new for us, even though it's older at this point. Because, Ooh. Of, because of the way they Big put out their episodes. Alright, so Sandman versus Tommy Cairo. This is the lashing match. So I think we did get some clips of this, though. Yeah. Yeah, we saw some clips of the lashing and shit after. Yeah, we, we saw it in the last episode. <laughs> the, la the last episode had the recap of this match. So now we'll see, we'll see it in its entirety here. For your listeners out there that think we're dumb fucks, well, partly yes, but... <laughs> we are we are recording on separate days. <laughs> so the first episode we did a few few days back. <laughs> so yeah, you're they're probably thinking, you guys just fucking watched it fifteen minutes ago. What are you talking <laughs> yeah, about? <laughs> right? Look at this guy flexing in the crowd. Yeah. Looks like Tony Schiavone. <laughs> With his Arizona button down. <laughs> it's Arizona. <laughs> From JC Penny. Sears. One of them was a big sponsor for Arizona. Yeah, JC Penny. Was it? I was yeah, I was a buyer. Still was until recently. Get my shorts there for fifteen bucks in the spring. Yes, can't go wrong with shorts. Yeah, they're out of I think they're out of business now. Oh wow. I think, right? Are they going bankrupt or something? Arizona? Gene Company? No, JC oh, Penny. Oh, uh, I thought there was still JCPenney in Dartmouth. Oh, I don't know. I think there is. He even has like a Sephora in it. Yeah, they're open still. Dartmouth Mall. Yeah, I've been there. Like, I just haven't been there in probably a year, but I thought JCPenney shut their doors. Yeah. Maybe they close out a lot. Oof! Now we got a slapping match outside of the ring here between Tommy Cairo and the Sandman. This guy's shaking the cage and shit. Yeah, this guy's way is. over, way overhyped fan. <laughs> yeah, the fan with the t-shirt with his sleeves rolled up. 
Yeah. He's got a plain t-shirt, but he has the sleeves rolled up. <laughs> that guy thinks he's, he's the toughest guy in the stadium. <laughs> Guaranteed. He's looking for a fight tonight. Yeah. Wow, suplex onto the concrete from Sandman to Cairo. You can tell, you know, this crowd is that crowd that's like, I want something bad to happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, look at a kid with the Marvin Martian t-shirt back when that was cool. Back in 94. Yeah, yep. The Looney Tunes had their big comeback. Clothing-wise. Oh, shit. What the fuck did he fall on? He just took a back body drop onto Oof. steps, I guess. Yeah, it looked like the ring steps. Can't see because there's like three rows of the crowd in front of the camera. Crowds in the front row aren't into it like these people are. They all have their phones out. Oh, yeah. Like these people are fucking fully into what's going on in front of them. All right, they're watching it. They're immersed in it. The only people doing anything different would be a person that takes a picture. Yeah, there's like, a handful of people right. with cameras. There's one in the bottom right that just took a picture. I don't mean the camera guy at ringside. <laughs> there was a fan. Oh, there's Sal Baloma. <laughs> Where'd he go? Take a bathroom break and come back? I don't know. <laughs> he wasn't doing shit. Oh, Sam had to slip off those ropes. Yeah, he did. But he landed the elbow drop decent enough. He's not making a pin here. Yeah, Sal Baloma's acting like he doesn't know what to do. Slowest count ever. Oh my god, slow count. That was a bad spot. I'm frustrated for Sandman. <laughs> Sandman's got to kick his ass. Yeah. Oh. Shove Sandman. Belly to back suplex from Cairo. Now he's doing she a fast count. On his oh, fast count. Wow. Cairo gets the win. Sandman's going to be rip shit. That's Sal Baloma. The crowd's pissed. Middle fingers in the crowd. You can see that the crowd is into Sandman. At this point. Even though he's heel. They're heel, but they're getting sympathy for him. Oh, no, I guess I guess if you're Team Peaches. Yeah. They definitely all seem Team Sandman, though. Right. So Peaches is slapping the back of Sandman. She get 10 lashes. But Peaches does come off as the heel. She's the one that's being all slutty and bitchy now. Yeah. And all he did was hit her by accident, and then she was all bitchy. And he... Yeah, she's the one out here, like, fucking other dudes. <laughs> yeah, banging Tommy Cairo. Probably yeah. even Sal Baloma now. Sandman just, his only problem was he didn't give a shit that he hit her by accident. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, oh, that's right. Yeah, see? How easily you forget. So There's a like, gray area, so you can be on anybody's side. In this, which is good for wrestling. Sandman was just about to whip Peaches with that belt, but Tommy Cairo broke that up and did a spinning heel kick. Spinning heel <laughs> kick, which is always cool. Like he's Owen Hart. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, it's got that beard belly, that hard beard belly, like that muscle beard belly. What are those, belly. like kick pads, like he's Ken Shamrock? Yeah, he does. Way before it was a thing. Yeah, way before Shamrock. Ah! <laughs> Shamrock always flipping <laughs> out on refs. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> I knew exactly what you meant just by that noise. <laughs> I think anytime I hear or see Shamrock, 
When I think of him, that's like the first thing I think. Just like random yell. Right. Incoherent yell. He puts his both his arms up. Yeah. <laughs> ah! He's fucking hulking up. Right. All right, that's right. We saw this. Um, yeah, women came right out of the crowd. Remember? Yep. Drag peaches into the ring. Yeah, and this is where woman is wearing those, those nice lace pants. Yeah, they could see through. That's right. I remember this now. So we did just watch this match? We saw the highlights <laughs> of it on the previous yeah. show. <laughs> <All right. laughs> now they showed it in its entirety. All right, so we got a pixelated ass. Oh, these, there's like 14-year-old boys in the crowd losing their shit because they just saw some oh, of that. Yeah. Figuring out we had to steal the guy's camera near him that took the picture. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's take a listen to Tommy Cairo and Peaches. Not all the teeth, though. Poof. <laughs> he looked like I was in a rough shape. Take my mind off a few things. But you know something? I just can't forget. I just can't forget how down and nasty you've been. What you've done to the lovely Peaches and all the fans. How you've hurt us. The scars that she bears on her back by being strapped by you and woman. I came out and stopped it in the nick of time. Those scars that she has, they'll go away. But the scars in the hearts of herself and me from all the time that we've spent together, all the things we've done, they will not go away that easily. Here we are, May 14th, Singapore caning match. This is what it's come down to. Your sick, demented mind. You couldn't come up with something better than this. This is it. This is what you want. So all these people watching CNN, watching headline news, no longer have to think about what is it like to see a Singapore caning match. Come right to the ECW arena on May 14th, and you're going to see it. And you know what it's going to feel like? Six of these? Six of these? Huh? That's <laughs> I was going to say, it's, <laughs> it, it looks like they took that. looks like a tree branch that they took right from the tree that's in the background. <laughs> yeah, and that then, is what it looks like. And then taped it yeah, up. break with, this. Taped it up with electrical tape. <laughs> oh, let's hear peaches. Well, you got another thing coming, because that did not embarrass me one little bit. Like I am going to embarrass you in the middle of that ring. Because when I win, I am going to get this cane, and I am going to lift your dress right up, and I'm going to whip your fat, ugly, cellulite can. I am going to bloody you. Not once am I going to cane you. Not twice. Three, four, five, six times. Six times. And when I'm finished, let me tell you something. And since you've been hanging out with my husband lately, I know that you're missing something in your life. So when I'm done, uh, this is bad. She says, it's like a shitty, tough enough fucking entry video. <laughs> She's basically saying she's going to shove it up her ass or her pussy. <laughs> yeah, took a long way to get there. Right. <laughs> All right, what's Sad Man talking about here? What, two or three weeks now, Tommy? You probably owe me a couple thousand. But you know what? I'm going to be a nice guy, Tommy. A hundred dollars, that's it. Give me a hundred dollars. We'll call it square right there, Tommy. 
I know you're probably watching this interview right now on my big screen TV. You're probably using my weights in my basement, Tommy Cairo. But you know what? You can't work out hard enough for this match. Your butt can't work out hard enough for this match. And there's Peaches. She's probably sticking in her buns of steel tape. She'd have to run on her treadmill 24-7 and watch that buns of steel tape to help her out. She always wishes she could be the woman that I got as my partner right now. In three lifetimes, she couldn't achieve what this woman right now. has done. In lingerie. Saturday night, is... May 14th, right here in the ECW Arena. It's a Singapore caning match. Just about 10 days, Peaches. All our life streams. Up in smoke. <laughs> he does have good, like, zingas. Yeah. One, like, one line is at the end. Yeah. Except for Ray Odyssey, your homeboy. <laughs> your homeboy, I thought. <laughs> Probably. He looks like he'd be my homeboy. <laughs> All right, so regardless of whose homeboy he is, he's the surfer man. <laughs> and who the hell is he in there with? Eric Anderson. Eric okay. Anderson. Wow, who's going to win this one? He looks like a sloppy ass. Someone's wrestler. interfering. And I hope they don't put put this match on for too long. All right, so Ray Odyssey. Shoulder block. Doing his best John Cena. Drop oh, kick. Drop kick. Another drop kick. Ziggler. Oh. You don't want no smoke. What's this guy's <laughs> name again? Eric, Eric Anderson. Very <laughs> Odyssey. I love the fucking uh, sunblock on his nose. Yeah, that's the best. <laughs> Look at though. He's got charisma. I think I said right. this last time. Right, you did. Yeah, and he, he just did a flying... I don't know what the fuck. What is it called? Like a plancha, I guess. Yeah. Right out of the ring. Now an elbow drop. Boom. Oh, he does his little surfer move. <laughs> it's awesome. He's like, hang ten, man. <laughs> this guy's legit. Hey, he knows how to wrestle. I wouldn't be surprised if he was a trainer. I'll be trained some of these guys after. Great Odyssey. Joey Styles is not given any commentary on this match whatsoever. No. Joey Styles is just reading the When the Worlds Collide card off. <laughs> That's all he's doing. It's literally all he's doing. This ain't a terrible match, though. Oh, not at all. It's just... It's actually pretty good. No, it's not bad at all. It's just... Joey Styles isn't doing any favors by not calling the action. Oh, we're calling the action. We see the action in... Oh, hey, clothesline. Yeah, he's, he's flying all over the ring. This guy's good. I'm going to Google him right now. Right on yeah, we, we talked about him in the previous episode. Not in this last episode on yeah. about two weeks refresh ago. refresh my memory here. Yeah. Remember, he was part of the Beach Bullies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Surf and Turf. 
with Jimmy Dio. All right, body slam into the corner. He's going for his wipeout finisher, which is a Vader bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Not a move that should be his finisher. No. I mean, he, he could definitely do better top rope shit or anything off the ropes. He could do better than that. We found his kryptonite. Oh, no. Oh, here comes Pitbull. Pitbull here goes time. 10 minutes of our life. Oh, shit. Well, since it's bad, we need to listen. <laughs> so let's take a listen to the TV champion, the Pitbull. You kidding me? They're going to put him on commentary again? <sighs> oh, that that's the problem. They're giving him airtime. All right, so at least it's a match, and we'll be able to talk over most of what he says. <laughs> oh. So Taz is having his introduction here, and Pitbull is already yapping away. And this is Johnny Blaze. Well, JV, you said you were... Uh, under the influence a little bit. So are you Johnny Blaze right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Johnny Blaze. For sure. <laughs> oh, he's beating the fuck out of this guy. <laughs> he just took the he took oh that bump place on the outside. He did. He took it like a flare bump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this dropped. And then a table was dropped on him. Pipple's yelling like, I love that. I would I would love to get hit in the head with a table. This guy's like humping the ring. You know, kind of like he's twitching, but his ass is just going up and down as if he's humping. <laughs> oh, an inside out clothesline. It's the Rikishi. Yeah. Rikishi does it great. That inside out. Taz needs to lose this jungle gear already. Yeah, I know. It's going to take a little while, though. Really? Yeah, I think it's like all of 94 he still wears it. But he's more he has more confidence and he has more of an attitude now than he was before. He's just that like wild man character. Yeah. Now he's just like a dude that dresses like that. <laughs> he's not pretending to be some creature from the from the Tasmania. Holy shit, suplex off the top rope. This is over. They got there he goes again, humping the ring. And the fire just they, went out for Johnny Blaze. Look at him twitching. And what's funny is that Pitbull, you hear him on commentary, he sounds like Taz on commentary. Yeah, he does. I forgot that was him. It's like, oh <laughs> like how's Taz talking during his match? Yeah. <laughs> but it's Pitbull. Yeah, the same. Pipple doesn't shut the fuck up. No, he didn't let Joey fucking say shit there. But Taz wins easily, and Pipple gets himself tries to get himself over throughout the entire match. Basically, shits on everything Taz done. What's that? Singapore cane match. Never in my life would I think I'd see such a match. <laughs> a match where the winner gets to get ten smacks with a Singapore cane. Hey. <laughs> oh, Jay Sully's back. 
All right, let's see what Taz. He's, he's not gonna say shit. He's going to let his actions speak louder than words. Oh, Jason time. Ugh. Let's hear it. This is exactly what I've been saying all along. In order to be the ECW heavyweight television champion, you have to look pretty. You, you have to sound pretty, like me, Jason, the sexiest man on earth, or like my man, my champion, the Pitbull. Who I know is right now watching from the Eagle's Nest. Pitbull! Hey, Pitbull! Hello? Yeah, hey, boss! Yeah! <laughs> Look at me, I'm on TV! Yo, that's my manager right there! That's my manager! Oh. <laughs> yeah, Fuck. What an asshole. You know, just nailed Joey Styles. That Pitbull. Yeah! <laughs> just elbowed him. He banged that his head on the wall. Why that is Jay Sully? <laughs> hmm. It is because he works with me. Jason. The sexiest man on earth. So you see, what it really is here is that the Pitbull and I, we represent the ECW television. Television, which is supposed to be pretty to look at. Unlike you, you look terrible, Jay Sully. It's supposed to be... <laughs> Jason sucks. Oh, he's, he talks so slow and... He just, and I think it has to do with trying not to fuck up. You think so? Yeah. It doesn't seem natural. No. Or, or even sounds like, like your friend at a Halloween party trying to stay in character, and you're, <laughs> it's just annoying. Just like, dude, stop it. And, hey, he's dressed like Halloween. He's got that Joker suit <laughs> yeah. on, that purple Joker suit. <laughs> Like he's Jack Nicholson. Like some kind of a creature from a horror show. He's got a unibrow too. Shaves it. Yeah. I think most people do, right? Yes. No. No. Why oh, you have a unibrow? I don't know. I always just so shave it. So you've done a good job hiding it because of <laughs> for a long time. Yeah, I've been shaving my whole life. <laughs> just keep it neat. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Not everybody has that. <laughs> I don't think it ever connects. I don't know. I, I don't let it. I don't give it a chance to. <laughs> Quarantine would have been the time to do it. <laughs> All right. So there's Taz. Oh, Taz is staring at the camera. Pitbull knows now his manager's in trouble. I guess Taz is still acting like some kind of animal character. Yeah, we spoke too soon. Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, my, I, I remember growing up, my, my, my favorite television show was Magilla Gorilla. We kind of resemble him. Uh, 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 and my favorite movie was The Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Taz is whipping his hair around. You know what you just did? Getting sweat over his suit. I'm trying to talk to you here like a human being. And you go ahead and ruin one of my best suits. You don't know what a suit is, do you? You don't know what manners are, do you? I'm going to teach you some manners, boy. Oh, Jason tries to throw a punch. Uh, whoa! 
Dez grabs him and pushes him right through a drywall. Now he has the pit bull. Nailing Taz with the belt. And here comes the locker room. Or a couple guys. <laughs> Is he eating sheetrock? <laughs> yeah, he's got sheetrock in his mouth. They look like they're in the entry level of an apartment building. Like in the foyer. Yeah. After what we have just seen involving the Tasmaniacs, the Pitbull, and Jason, the only way to restore some order, believe it or not, is to go to my broadcast colleague, Maddie in the house. They're building up this match pretty good, though. I want to see it. Maddie in the house, baby. All right, let's might as well listen to Maddie in the house. Hype up when worlds collide. It will be Terry Funk and the enforcer, Arn Anderson, versus Sabu and beautiful Bobby Eaton. In the first time ever, the Singapore caning match. The Sandman and Woman versus the Iron Man, Tommy Cairo and Peaches for the ECW TV title. The Pitbull versus the Tasmaniac. Superfly Jimmy Snooker versus Kevin Sullivan. And Tommy Dreamer versus the Rockin' Rebel. We haven't even begun to tell you Didn't know about, about Road Warrior Hawk. Yeah, I feel like we Mr. haven't seen Tommy Dreamer in a few ECW episodes. The Tag Team Champs, Public Enemy, the franchise, Shane Douglas, the Bruise Brothers, J.T. Smith, and many, many more. That's because one world cannot contain all the excitement that will go on on May 14th when worlds collide. Yes. I oh, am an old quick. fart. Yes, that. I might be on my last leg. But one thing I am is I'm a professional wrestler. And I don't run around with my nose up Todd Gordon's butt, nor up Eric Bischoff's butt. I am an athlete and an individual. And this man right here is an athlete and an individual. This man is an Anderson. I'm a funk. I've got pride. He's got pride. And we don't need anybody or any professionals professional organizations we don't need the WW we don't need the WCW nor do we need the ECW we're gonna go out there and we're gonna take these two guys on and Polly dangerously I'd love to get my hands on your sick ever loving body because believe me if I could grab you by the throat I would squeeze it until your eyeballs pop out of your head like overripe grapes dangerously I would and believe me, I would choke you till you took your last breath. And as for Sabu, he is a great athlete, but he cannot stay in the ring with Arn Anderson and myself. And Eaton is the same way. I promise you, Paul E. Dangerously, you're barking up the wrong tree. Am I right or not? Terry Funk, I don't want to toot our own horn, but toot. Toot, toot, toot. You tell me that you're on your last leg. Well, I'll take one I leg am. of Terry Funk over two legs of any other man. The one thing I got to tell you is everybody says guys like Funk, guys like Anderson, maybe even guys like Eaton got to pass the torch to the youth. 
Well, gentlemen, you don't get our respect out of a bubblegum machine, Sabu. You want Arn Anderson's respect, you want Terry Funk's respect, you gotta beat it out of us, cause it don't come easy. Gentlemen, Philadelphia is a city where they slit their grandmother's throat for 50 cents. So as violent as it may be in that town, there is no better setting for what you've got coming to you, which is the beating of your life. You can have this old man's legs. You can have his arms. You can have his head. You can have anything you want, but you can't have his heart. Thank you, Terry Funk. Yeah, thank you, Terry Funk. That was a solid thank promo. So oh, oh, yeah, that was awesome. Both of them. Promo, yeah. We know Paul is going to be in charge of this promo, and Bobby is going to stand there like a dumbass. <laughs> Well, let's see what Paulie has to say, because I'm sure it's going to be great. He probably had him, too. And as for you, Arn Anderson, let me make one thing perfectly clear for you. You crossed the line that you can't go back over. This is going to be the first time you ever came face-to-face with Sabu. Why don't you ask Terry Funk what kind of man, what kind of lunatic Sabu is? And as for Bobby Eaton, Bobby and I prepared just a little piece of footage for you, Arn Anderson. The Dangerous Alliance was the most powerful organization in wrestling history. Its cornerstone was the team that I led to the World Tag Team Championship. Arn Anderson and Bobby Eaton, a tag team title reign which won me the Manager of the Year Award and garnered more publicity for each and every member of the Alliance than we have ever had individually or collectively. But you, Arn Anderson, always wanted to let your horsemen buddies capitalize on our success and your desires crumbled the Alliance. Well, I won. Want something now, and I want you and Sabu and myself to stand cool over the graves yeah, of Arn like Anderson PWI and Terry Funk's and career. Yeah, and I'm going to do you a favor, Bobby. News so articles. You don't yeah. have to. You don't have to use that beautiful cool. golden throat of yours. I'm going to bring in a man in a white collar, and he's going to stand over the career of Terry Funk and over the career of Arn Anderson, and he will pronounce both your miserable, stinking careers dead, dead on arrival. Dominus Ominous, in nomine patri, in fili, in spiritus santum. Amen. Rest in peace, May 14th, Terry Funk and Arn Anderson. Rest in peace on May 14th. All right. Another good one now. Paul, Paul Heyman always max effort. Gotta love it. Alright, so as Maddie stands there. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck, goddamn Pitbull. <laughs> well, they're back to the scene of the crime with the busted drywall. And here's Pitbull gonna close out the show. Man, he's getting a big push here. I'm gonna rip your heart out and I'm gonna shove it in your face before I put you down, before I put you six feet under. You see this belt? I had it because I'm the best. I had it because I'm the champ. And I would die for it. You better be prepared to die to try to take it. Because that's what's going to happen to you. Especially now, what you did. You actually think I'm going <laughs> to let you get away oh, with man. this? You got another thing coming. Just like a dog when he messes up. I grab him by the back of his head. And I rub his nose in it. I'm rubbing your nose in your own blood. Do you yeah, understand me? In your blood. Ah, tell him. Tell him. You know, Tasmaniac wrestling is a game of human chess. Jason's hair's all fucked up. <laughs> this looks like Rick Martel. 
Yeah, we've said Second that before. Move. And he's like, uh, Your rage. Knock off Third Rick Montel. Even more so right now. Ah! And I think he's even trying to go with that with his voice. Like he's a foreigner. <laughs> like, like he's Canadian. You know, Montreal, Quebec. Oh, yeah. Damn. So, you know, not a bad episode. Not a bad episode, but that last part, you know, <laughs> we've talked about this before in other shows where if they just take one thing and switch it with one thing, then it makes for a better ending and a better feeling when you end the show. The yeah. show should have ended with Paulie. Yes. You know, maybe I, I can see why they did it the way they did because they had the attack backstage. And since, you know, you had to deal with you know, getting bandaged up and, you know, clearing the room of everybody and letting things calm down. So they went to the, to the Arn Anderson promo, the defunct promo, then Paulie, and then they came back with Pipple and Jason's final words. So I can see why they did it. It's just a shitty ending, though. Yeah, not optimal. All right. All right. So that concludes the episode from May 3rd of 1994. And yeah, decent episode. Uh, we're building to when worlds collide. So the next episode that we'll get to in just a moment is going to be the episode from May 10th, which is the Go Home Show. So the final push to get people to buy tickets for when worlds collide on May 14th. So this episode airs on May 10th, so just four days before. And it works. This buildup is going to be there. It's going to bring their largest attendance to the ECW arena yet. So they're going, no to, they're going to sell that sucker out and it's going to have the most people that have ever been in there for that show. So they're hyping it up huh. and it's working. Well, we'll get to that episode in just a minute. We have another little break coming up here and we have a request. And this request is also from Frank Alves. So Frank Alves got two requests in here. And like I said, if you have a request, just put it out there on Twitter. Um, since this is a jumbo size one, we have multiple requests. So we'll have three songs in this episode. So Frank Spot got the first two in. So we put those there. And he has requested The Rooster by Allison Chains. And, and and if people don't start requesting songs, we're just going to make Frank the DJ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Rick, Rick Beebe has a request, too, on this show. So, oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, all right. But, yeah, just the two of them. <laughs> yeah, it'd be kind of like... Rick and Frank. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so anyways... Like Will it's... Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff. Yeah. Right. Fresh Frank and <laughs> DJ Rick. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Rick BB. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so it's Allison Chains. It's the Rooster, and I chose the MTV Unplugged version because I like the way it sounds. And we played a few Unplugged last episode with Nirvana, so figured, yeah, let's do it again with Allison. Yeah, all the feedback sounded like people really liked it. Yeah. And all the overwhelming tweets and stuff, which we appreciate. <laughs> 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 Alright, so take a listen to that and we'll be right back with episode 56 from May 10th of 1994.
right, and we're back now for the next episode of ECW Hardcore TV from May 10th, 1994. This is episode 56. And, JV, you ready? You ready to go? Just get right into this? Yeah, I'm ready to dive right in. Hopefully we get some more Terry Funk and Arn Anderson in this one. Yeah, I think I think we will, especially because it's the, the, the big main events coming up yeah. at when Worlds Collide, so I'm sure we'll, we'll get more promos and whatnot so i'll give it a little preview like i did with the last episode of what the network has as public enemy defends the ecw tag team titles against the bruise brothers in a wild tag team lumberjack that's that human cage match that they have been talking about that i believe that they did show some clips of but we're gonna see the full match here the bruise brothers and public enemy in that ladder uh lumberjack human cage match and then you get a special feature on the feud between Terry Funk and Sabu, Arn Anderson and beautiful Bobby Eaton invade ECW. The feud between Sandman and Iron Man Tommy Cairo heats up, Holy Dangerously, and more. All right, so with that said, you guys probably should be set up with the network if you're watching along with us. I'll give you a countdown, three down to one, and say play. When I say play, we'll all click play. Again, if you need to pause, be not ready. Pause us and we'll be right there. Three, two, one, play. You can have this old man. All right, so we kick off right away with Terry Funk and Arnie Anderson from last week, the promo that we just heard. So, good, yeah, you know, obviously we just talked about a good, great promos from the end of last week that they're replaying here. Oh, here's something new. <laughs> Polly is introducing the feud to us, I guess. Let's see what he has to say. Oh. <laughs> oh shit. Terry Funk is right there. Funk seemed legit pissed at Paulie for bringing them up. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't real, but hey, Terry Funk probably—he probably I just—I think he's just that good of a. He's probably just went along with yeah. it. Yeah, he's just that good at his job. Right, it looks very real. Right, yeah, obviously. But it's so believable. Is my point is that man, I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, good. Well, all right, I have 1.59, two minutes, 2.01. I'm like a half second behind. We're good. All right. All right, so the opening was very short this time. It wasn't four minutes. Thank goodness for that. The verbal diuretic. <laughs> Joey Styles. Try to pull out some vocabulary. Joey Styles continues the hype. 
when worlds collide. And he is right about it. It is the biggest show in ECW yet. Oh, it's Paulie. Nobody, but nobody has ever done something like that to me. And if you think Jerry Funk's gonna get away with it, Jerry Funk comes out here, Jerry Funk in Japan tries to break Sabu's arm. Jerry Funk tries to take Sabu out of the match before this Saturday. This Saturday night, Sabu will be there at 100%. And so will Bobby Eaton. And if Jerry Funk wants to play that kind of game with the Dangerous Alliance, I told you before, before I brought in Bobby Eaton, that my tentacles, my powers reach far beyond what anybody ever imagined. And if you think I can't play that game, I'm from New York City, man, and I can be just as down and as nasty as anybody else. You go tell Terry Funk he better be in fear of his own stinking I life. love how Paulie was just, like, whimpering like a little pussy. And then in the next clip, he's... I'm going to get his ass kicked. All badass. <laughs> this shows how sleazy he is and how much of a pussy heel he is. This is no joke. Paulie dangerously obvious upset. I can't blame the guy because this Saturday night, worlds will collide. I think all hell is broken loose here at the ECW arena. Someone's going to get hurt, and this feud goes back a long way from the minute that Sabu invaded Eastern Championship Wrestling. He and Terry Funk collided head-on, and it all started when Paulie and Sabu decided to sign for a Dream Partner tag team matchup. <laughs> All right, so we get a video re video package of Sabu and Terry Funk's feud going all the way back. And Joey si Joey Sully, Joey Sully, fucking uh, Jay Sully, is giving the voiceover, and he sucks. Worst guy to do the voiceover. All right, so we have Sabu attacking Terry Funk early on in this early on in this feud. Oh, slapping Ooh. the fuck out of Sabu's face! I don't remember that. <laughs> like he's a little bitch. <laughs> Look at the scars on Sabu. Yeah, take him just going through tables. No fucking reason. Oh, here's the ultimate Jeopardy match. Yep, I remember this. We covered this. Seems like forever ago. Right. Oh, the, wait, no. November to remember? Yeah, this was November to remember, not Ultimate Jeopardy. We didn't get to cover that as a watch-along because Network doesn't have it. But they did show the match on one of the TV programs. And you had the roll-up here. And the reverse roll-up. I like those. When they go yeah. back and forth with the roll-up. Yeah, yeah. It's like transition rolls. Right. <laughs> Chain rolling. Yeah. Right, and that was a hell of a match. That was the triple threat. The night the line was crossed. Yep. A three-way dance. Sabu! 
Shane Douglas has been out of the picture a little bit. Oh, cell phone to the back of the head. They always use that in the video packages. And with that, that thing's like a tank. Or a piece of plastic. <laughs> yeah. And there goes the bag over the head. <laughs> then we get the reveal of Bobby Eaton and Arn Anderson. I think this is a good time to bring up that this was a talent exchange, or not really an exchange, but WCW lended over uh, Arn Anderson and Bobby Eaton to ECW for a series of shows. And Paul Heyman had actually asked for the Hollywood Blondes to come down, but they didn't want it. WCW didn't want to send them down, so they sent Arn Anderson and Bobby Eaton instead. Because uh, Spring Stampede was happening the week that week, and they didn't want Austin or Pillman to end up getting injured in ECW and screwing up the Spring Stampede pay-per-view. So Eaton and Anderson ended up taking this spot. But imagine if it was Steve Austin and Brian Pillman coming in. <laughs> that would have been fucking crazy. I mean, this, yeah. this is cool, too. This fits this time in ECW. I mean... Because it's still, I don't know, it's just like a better fit in my head that Arn Anderson is teaming with Terry Funk than Steve Austin or even Brian Pillman teaming with Terry Funk. Everyone's hyping is this. Uh, oh, you could, yeah, could I'll be covered this anyway. So, but yeah, um, if you look in the crowd on the, uh, on the side of the hat guy. Oh, now he's reacting. There's like this heavy kid with a hat on. Doing nothing. And a blue button down. Yeah, he was just like stone-faced before. <laughs> now, because it's Arn Anderson, he's losing his shit. Yeah, he's marking out. <laughs> I did hear this time on the mic, it picked up somebody in the crowd as he was just coming out. Arn Anderson said, holy shit. <laughs> so fans were shocked. What are they doing here? That's a cool thing about a place like ECW or Independence, where big stars can just came in out of coming out of nowhere, be a big yeah. surprise. I guess you could see that anywhere, but more so here because people just. Come in yeah, for a like week or two. Term, short term contracts. Right. Which you don't see that in WWF. No. I guess AEW is supposedly doing that, but. Oh. Not big names like this. <laughs> right. All right, new promo. Let's hear this. Hat promo. Is <laughs> in color. Watching everybody's back. Well, used to bees don't count anymore. You see, you gotta understand something, Polly. Sabu is a kamikaze, and if he wants to offer himself up to us off that top rope, don't think we're gonna lay there for him. Understand one thing, 
That's all fine and good if you hit it off the top. Your body weight by the propulsion landing on a man is what breaks bones, herniates this. But you look at this face and you look at that face and you think we ain't took a lick between the eyes with a two by four in our life? Gentlemen, you're not gonna knock any teeth out and separate anybody from their ego. If you wanna knock my head off and knock his head off, fine, the escalation time is over. All I can tell you is, Paulie, that smack in the face that you took is only the beginning. Bobby Eaton, we go a long way back. It's time to quit talking in the most violent city on the planet, Philadelphia. They're gonna be lenient with the rules. You think that's gonna benefit you? All you've done is play yourself right into our hands. love how innocent keeps putting over Philly being violent. What can you do to me? Fans it hasn't been it. done before. You know, I've had my right knee operated on five times. I've had my left knee operated on twice. I've had my back broken. I've had herniated disc. I've had my eyes knocked down. <laughs> I've had over 300 stitches in my face. What Smiling can about people it. do to He's me, Paul? What can Bobby Eaton do to me that hadn't been done? What can Sabu do to me that hadn't been done? Well, I'll tell you something. You bring my family into it, and I'll do a few things to you that hadn't been done before. And that's a promise. Like I said before, my arms may not be too good. You can take away my legs. You can take away anything you want to. But I got a whole lot of heart, and I love my family very much. Leave them alone. All I can tell you, and I'm not in the advice business on a closing note, don't show up in Philadelphia. The life you save may be your own. I like that. <laughs> Terry Funk. I like that. I like that, yeah. <laughs> Mad loud. He's like, oh, shit, I'm going to use that in a promo one day. <laughs> the life you save might be your own, so don't show up. Maddie in the house time. Oh, new graphic for Maddie in the house. <laughs> Holy Loud shit. Is max volume. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, oh, so he's just hyping the show again. He's a good hype man, though. We say it all the time. Now they're just playing the little the little video cards of the matches. It was better on the last episode where he actually went through the matches and said it himself. Yeah, no shit. Now we get the shit-ass music that plays. Let's see if there's any new matches to point out. Nothing new. Check this. Check this out. NWA Eastern Championship Wrestling has just signed an eight-man elimination match. I mean, eight guys. And on one side, we're going to have... All right, this is a new match. Smith, the Bruise Brothers, and Road Warrior Hawk. And they will oppose the Roughneck Mr. Hughes and Shane Douglas. Yeah. I was going to say, how can he not be on the card? So that'll be a shit show crazy match. 
Yep. They should have just had Hawk against Shane Douglas for the title. And let the Bruise Brothers team up with JT Smith to go against Mr. Hughes and Public Enemy. Maybe they felt that they didn't need the belt to be an interesting match. Yeah, maybe. I don't agree with that either. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, you can have a world title match. Or ECW championship match. Running out of breath. <laughs> yeah, he's like, what the fuck am I trying fuck, to say? <laughs> what's my point here? Yeah, he's like, fuck it, just watch the match. <laughs> All right, so we go now to the Lumberjack match, the Human Cage match. For the ECW Tag Team title. Bruce Brothers versus Public Enemy. And I guess Public Enemy are the tag team champs. <laughs> yeah, they are. It is that verbal diuretic term that Joey Styles is putting out there again. Whatever's spewing out of his mouth like a verbal diuretic. <laughs> Alright, so... We did see clips of this previously, but now it's the full match. <laughs> and everyone just bum-rushes Johnny Grunge to get him back in the ring. So there's a quick pinfall attempt there. Public Enemy wearing their New York Knicks gear. On the, I don't know if that's like a heel move on their part to wear Knicks clothes in Philly. Uh, probably. I mean, Knicks probably sucked, so it might not have mattered. But. Yeah, I don't think it mattered because the <laughs> Nets sucked too. Oh, no, the 94, the, Net, the Knicks were still pretty good. I mean, they had Patrick Ewing. That's true. And the Nets sucked. They were the New Jersey Nets. And I, I don't even, were they even in the league yet? Yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah, they sucked for a while, though. How are the 76ers back in 94? Oh, that's right. 76ers, duh. Um, not good. They're kind of bad, and then they get Iverson in a few years. Makes sense. I'll look up some basketball shit. I forgot about Philly. I'm like the Nets. <laughs> oh, the Knicks. Oh, the fuck? oh, Knicks were damn good. So the Philly crowd must have hated the New York Knicks then. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. The, the Knicks went 55 and 27. They lost in the East semi, uh, the Eastern Conference semifinals to the Pacers. Pat Riley was the coach at the time. That's right. Yeah, the Knicks. Yep. Yeah, that's the night. Larry Bird coached the Pacers. So that's a 94-95 season. So, oh, we won't even be there yet. So, this would be the 93-94 season. Let's see. And the Knicks were still really good. They were basically a solid team the whole time that Ewing was there. Or most of the time, at least, Ewing was there. Yeah, 93-94, and 25 finished first. In the Atlantic, probably, right? Right, in the Atlantic. They, they made it to the finals and lost to the Rockets. Oh, yeah, so that was Jordan's uh, 
Jordan was taking his hiatus. Yeah. Playing uh, baseball. <laughs> Yeah, so public enemy wearing these jerseys, that's like wearing the top team's clothing at that time. Yeah. All right, so back to some action we got. Johnny Grunge all bloodied up. And Johnny Grunge was trying to get away, but the lumberjack, so the human cage, is grabbing him and bringing him back to the rink. Oh, AJ Power's out there. Remember AJ Power was the guy that was flexing on Taz and Taz like dropped him on his head a bunch of times? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so he's still here for this. This was probably the same TV taping, though. I don't think he, he's going to be around anymore after this. <laughs> and this match probably happened before he got dumped on his head because I bet he ran away after that. Has probably fucking screamed at him backstage too after. Who the fuck do you think you are, brother? Yeah. <laughs> Check yourself. So in the first episode we covered, in this episode of the Extreme ECW Livecast, we had a long ass. Bruise Brothers Bad Company match. <laughs> it looks like we're going to have another long Bruise Brothers match here. <laughs> this one's not as bad, though, because at least there's a gimmick to it. We have everybody at ringside. It's Public Enemy, who's much better to me at this point in ECW as Bad Company. Even though Bad Company's solid work, is a, it's more fun to see Public Enemy. No, I agree. <laughs> They got a personality. They're vibrant. Right. They're trolls. They're like ECW originals. <laughs> All right, so I just looked up the 76ers in 93 and 94. They went 25 and 57. Yeah, they sucked. <laughs> so, yeah, that's definitely going to be a heel move to where New York Knicks in that area in Philly while their team sucks. The Knicks are the best team that made it to the finals. <laughs> and this is before the finals because the finals wouldn't be until June. This is only Yeah, May. this is playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, playoff time. Yeah, and like 96, I think, is when they, they got Iverson with the number one pick. Yeah. <laughs> All right, enough basketball, but Public Enemy brings that out when they wear these sports-related <laughs> yeah. clothing. Sports-related gear. It's funny because they're putting up a good fight against these two giants, though. Yeah, they are. And the fact that the Bruise Brothers can't just go bruising around throughout the arena kicking their ass with shit has made them kind of change their style and has allowed for Public Enemy to take advantage of them because they, they have to stay in the ring and they have to wrestle. So I think that definitely works into why Public Enemy can handle them. <laughs> a nice punch to the nuts. 
Salvaloma doing? Salvaloma and 911 having an issue? Yeah. That's gotta suck when you're fucking chins against that grimy ass rope. Ugh. <laughs> but yeah, something was going on outside with Salvaloma and 911. Uh, that allowed for Johnny Grunch to go sneak out there, get a chair, and whack Ron or Don Harris with with the chair. A little cheap shot. Finally, the other Bruce brother comes in to break up the double team. Which allows for more double teaming to go on. As always. If you run in to help your partner, you get chased out of the ring by the ref while the guys double teaming continue to double team. Hey, now they're in the crowd. The exact thing that is not supposed to be allowed. <laughs> They need to get these lumberjacks. This camera angles are rough. You can't really see what the fuck's going on. No. They only have this one or two cameras. This one's just zooming in. Zooming into the Marvin Martian kid behind the bleachers. As Ron or Don, Ron Don Harris is uh, slamming away on Johnny Grunge. Now they both made their way back to the ring. Oh, it's funny. That is Taz. I was like, is that Taz with his hair tied back like that? He looks more like Taz. <laughs> Not Tasmaniac. Right. <laughs> yeah, more like Taz rather than Tasmaniac. Yeah. Taz with one Z, not with two Zs. It's funny how WWE changed his name to have two Zs. <laughs> Just so they could fucking brand it. Right. Keep money from him. I'm assuming. Yeah, it's all I would assumption. Yeah. I'm enjoying this match. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. I wish the crowd was more into it. Yeah, the crowd's having a hard time following, though, because so many people at ringside can't see everything happening. But. Rocco Rock was trying to climb up to the top rope, but the Lumberjacks were shaking the ropes, and he fell and landed on his nuts. Bounced out of the ring. Oh, Mr. Hughes snuck into the ring. All right, so this is going to turn into a shit show, and, uh, and all the people involved in the big match coming up at When Worlds Collide will surely show up here. So we need J.T. Smith in there. Shane Douglas needs to get in there. Everyone's just battling at ringside. Road Warrior Hawk, you would see, you would think would come out. Double boot to Mr. Hughes, but we couldn't see it <laughs> because the camera wasn't in the center of the ring. Bruce Brothers toss out the ref. Continue to beat on Mr. Hughes, who is no-selling. Oh, he finally sells and drops. All right, so the moment I say I'm enjoying this, I stop enjoying it. <laughs> These things start to go wild. Yeah, this is kind of silly. Yeah, so now it's just the Bruce Brothers beating up Mr. Hughes, and everybody's gone. So somebody going to come save Mr. Hughes? I don't understand why this is happening. 
And Mr. Hughes came in out of nowhere and hit them. And then everybody just started brawling. They left. And then they took off. Yeah. Like, why ain't they? Right. Who, why is the match over? <laughs> and it's public enemy. Like, they're badasses. So it just doesn't seem. Right. And the feud is public enemy in the Bruise Brothers, not Bruise Brothers and Mr. Hughes. I, mean, I get it. Yeah. They're going to be in the match coming up in four days. This eight-man elimination tag team match. Basically, Survivor, Ser Survivor Series style match. But you have all that. You would think Shane Douglas would be there. Hawk would be there. JT Smith. And then everybody would be there brawling. Maybe everybody else from ringside leaves. But those eight people that are going to be in that match, they should have all been there in the end. But yeah, this is just nonsense. It's just Bruce Brothers kicking the shit out of, out of uh, what's his name, uh, Mr. Hughes. All right, so we get a replay of Jason talking some nonsense and Taz slamming his ass through a wall. Calling Taz a monkey, which isn't cool. <laughs> no. A man. A man. Evolves. Gorilla. Gorilla. I've never heard that. <laughs> what? Ah, uh, Gorilla. Gorilla. Is that like a Hanna Barbera? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure it's actually. You don't remember? He had like a hat on. Oh, is that the one? Okay. Suspenders. Okay. Guess I just never knew the name. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Hanna Barbera. It was the same style of like art and animation. So. Yeah, it is. Yeah. McGill Gorilla. There's even a character that looks like Mr. Spacely. <laughs> McGill Gorilla. The screaming. I gotta say, Jason's got it does a good job with the screaming at least, but the rest of the acting is just kinda weird. Yeah, he's too worried about how he sounds and what he's saying. That it's like in slow motion every single time. I don't want to fuck up what I'm saying. So let me yeah. take my time. <laughs> Think about it for five seconds before saying a word. <laughs> Let's see if he improves here with these uh, two band-aids on his face. We'll vote no. <laughs> That he does not get eliminated in the eight-man tag elimination match. How do you like that? Jason, I'm sure you're very concerned about the Rebel and Mr. Hughes, but I know you spend hours and hours in front of the mirror each and every day, and you must be constantly reminded about what the Tasmaniac did to you right here last week. Joey Styles, I will address your question. I tried as a gentleman as his collar, as Jason, the sexiest man on earth. To talk like a, like a civilized human being to the Tasmaniac. What does he do? He physically assaulted me for no reason at all. Now, wait a minute, Jason. I was there. Everyone saw what happened. It was you who raised his hand first to the Tasmaniac. Taz, I'm going to tell you one thing. 
Ooh, ooh, baby. No mistakes allowed. But you made a mistake, and now you're gonna pay for it. Just like the pit bull said. You made a boo-boo, and now we're gonna rub your face right in it. Because, you know, we're not a couple of punks that are trying to find some glory in the ECW. They're gonna allow someone like you to throw tables and chairs at us. First of all, I am Jason, the sexy, the sexiest man on earth. And the pit bull, <laughs> he knows you. He knows His laugh exactly sucks. what you are about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> would you rather hear him or Pitbull, though? <laughs> I think I'd rather um, listen to... Oh, we hated... I think Pitbull. I think team goes... I don't know. It's, yeah. That's a tough choice. Well, you've, you've hated listening to Jason for a while. Pitbull's the new yeah. guy on the block, and he, he sucks. Yeah, I don't need to live anymore if I need to pick that choice. <laughs> Fuck him. Oh, shit. All right, so we got a Pitbull recap and now a Tasmaniac. So we're going to see some nice suplexes here. Some nice, maybe some not so nice, but we're going to see suplexes. <laughs> and they all look pretty badass, though. Oh, fuck. That one was huge. Sabu suplex out of the ring. Oof. And then the drywall in his mouth at the end there. Chewing up drywall. It was a match we taped between Kevin Sullivan and Donnie Allen. A match we'd like to show. Alright, a match finally. Not to illustrate how I mean, we just had a long match, but that's no secret to anyone. We'd be lucky to have two matches on a show. Oh, I won't be. Alright, Kevin Sullivan enters the ring with woman by his side, holding the ropes for him. Good shot, cameraman. Nice ass shot. The reason we're bringing you this matchup, keep an eye on woman during this matchup. Remember, she will be involved in the Singapore caning match. Donnie Allen goes to the outside. Keep your eyes on woman. Here she comes, picking away on Donnie Allen, just trying to tear the man apart. This is the kind of viciousness we know that she is going to destroy. Woman beating the fuck out of Donnie Allen here. I don't think he's complaining. No, no. He's like, oh, yeah, that felt good. He's like, oh, wow. She's on top of me. That's awesome. <laughs> and here goes Kevin Sullivan. You enjoyed that too much, pal. I'm going to fuck you up now, buddy. Time to eat your, time to take your medicine. <laughs> It's funny, we're guys from Massachusetts, but we gotta do a Kevin Sullivan Massachusetts accent. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little different. His is more like that cartoonish one, like hey buddy, hey pal, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Over the top. Fucking hitting him with broomsticks. All right, comes the tree of woe. Like, get the fuck down, guy. Oh, right into the nuts. He's going to end the damn match here? Come on, just finish him, Sullivan. 
Oh, double stomp. You, there's no faking a double stomp. <laughs> no. Like you take all of that. You. And then you get it like the rub too. I like the boots rub on your skin as he slides off. Woman is vengeance. Yeah, vicious, and she's she's out to kick some ass. At when worlds collide. Well, that's cool that they're bringing this up. The shoot fight. Yeah. That's cool that they brought that up, though, the Thai woman having previously attacked Tommy Cairo. So Tommy Cairo has a reason to hate her, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, that is. That's good writing. And callback, too, because that is six months ago at this point. Alright, so we're going to recap now of the Sandman and Tommy Cairo Peaches woman angle. Now the government of Singapore may choose to show leniency, but there is no mercy to be had here in Eastern Championship Wrestling as the loser of the fall will receive not four, but six blows with the martial arts king. Alright, we're back at Sandman's house, Tommy Cairo and Peaches. Let's take a listen. Match. Sandman, rest assured, I'm gonna cane your butt. And when he's finished with you, Sandman, woman, I've already told you once, honey. After I'm done caning you, I know you've been missing a little something in your life since you've been hanging out with my husband. So I think I'll have to give you an enema. <laughs> ECW style. Enema. I don't know about this. Now, 911, are you sure I'm safe in this neighborhood? And Paul is even wearing Knicks. I mean, I'm, I'm dressed the right way, right? I mean, oh, I, he's I, wearing them backwards like he's down, right? I, mean, I, 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 play, I played all the <laughs> music on the way over. I think, I, I, think I got everything down. Hey, what? Didn't he used to wrestle at the Woodbury Armory? <laughs> yeah, it looks like it. <laughs> hey, my man! Hey! Is that new hey, Jack? Um, hey, G, um, hey, what's going what's down? Um, cause, uh, um, that's who I'm looking for. Right there, that's who I'm looking for. The public enemy. I want to see the public enemy. So who may ask is calling? <laughs> Paulie! I'm Paulie and I'm looking for the public enemy. This guy is about to crack up laughing. Look like 5 0 to me. Take care of him. He said he wants a public enemy. Oh, my boys! Yeah, they're right in there. Wow. Fucking acting. This guy has acting chops on him. <laughs> well? Uh-oh. What's the problem, Luther? Public enemy, you got it. Lay right here. Man, I knew we could take How you doing, Luther? Um This is funny. Peace! Um What do you think, huh? He looks good, don't he, Luther? Yeah, yeah, anything yeah, you say. He looks good, he looks good. Yeah. Here they are, here they are, here they are! Here they are. Here they are. Here they are. These are the guys! These are the guys! What's up? 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 What's up?
You driving that fancy car? Right I sure here? am. Would you like? Would you like keys? You can take it for a ride. It's right over there, my man. You can take it. Why are you dressed up like that? Well, because I need to I talk to you guys. I need to talk to you guys. I got a problem I need to talk to you guys about. And I know my man 911 told me that you are the perfect two gentlemen. <laughs> you are the perfect two athletes. Uh, uh, well, you're the two guys that take care of my problem. No. We are the two ECW Tag Team Champions. I know. Don't forget that. I never will. I never forgot. That's why I came to you guys. But it's not because you're champions. Smart man. But it's because you're the public enemy. Flyboy, Rocko, Rock, and Johnny Grunge. They're my favorite tag team of all time. And I want you guys. I have a problem. And I know my man 911 told me that you're the type of people that'll stoop to that depth to get the job done to take care of my problem. Because I got a really big problem. You know, Paulie, we can take care of anything. Money talks. That's my, and I got plenty of money. Paulie! That's me, you know, I got plenty of Paulie, money. Paulie, Paulie, quit beating around the bush. Quit scratching the raccoon on the bottom. What's the problem? Talk to us, baby. The problem? Terry Funk. Terry Funk? <laughs> that weevil wobble rubber band man? He put his hands on me. Not, how many fingers? Not... All of them. Ten? All of them. Ten fingers. How many dollars? I mean, how many? Oh, oh. You you know, Solid Green Giant. I know. Terry Funk, you're in a lot of trouble now, boy. I'm going to tell you something. There's one thing. There's one thing that I only love better than my own mama, and that's money. And Paulie got the money. And Terry Funk, you're in trouble, boy. You're in big trouble this time. Tell me what I went to Doc and Diamond when they messed with you. Johnny, you remember to Doc and Diamond? Pack and Doc, Paul Diamond, bad company, remember them? Big tag team champions before and everything. Not so bad company no more. Where they at right now? And how about how about Kevin Sullivan and that goofball Tasmaniac? Kevin Sullivan, Tasmaniac. You mean the ones we beat to become E C? Tag team champion! Exactly, baby, from A to Z. And the Bruce Brothers, too. So, Terry Funk, you old, old fossil. Your arms are all busted up, your hips are gone, and your knees are shot. And we're going to make sure you walk to the ring, but you'll never walk back. Terry Funk! Polly dangerously. I want you. You to want a favor? I, you want Terry? I don't just want a you favor. I want you to do something so vile to Terry Funk that it'll not only take my man 911, it'll take my father, the lawyer, Tricky Dicky, dangerously. And don't worry about nothing because I want you to do something so vile that they'll put you away for a long, long time. And don't worry about the bail money because. Because I got it all taken care of, but I just Don't want you to teach me one thing. After you put Terry Funk down for good, teach uh, me the step. I'm going to tell you one thing. Tell me. One thing. Tell me. You came to the right man. Tell me. Show me. Go, let me go, tell you something. Go, one go, thing go, right go, now. Go, I mean this for go, a go, fact. Aaron Anderson. Bobby Eaton is going to cost you a pay-per-view payday because he's going to do something to you this Saturday night that's going to knock you right out of Slamboree. And Terry Funk, 
Sabu is going to beat you in the center of the ring this Saturday night when worlds collide, and you will leave the ring a loser. And then when Flyboy Rocco Rock and Johnny Grunge get involved, you will leave the building funked. All right, so what a promo right there. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> I think that's the best. That look, that look really fits Paul Heyman. Yeah. His personality and shit. It did. It was. It was so funny. Uh, yeah. It's. It's the best of the public enemy that we've seen so far. Oh uh, yeah. Best promo. I mean, from the start, <laughs> you know, with Paulie showing up there with the freaking crisscross jersey on backwards, going the going to the door, talking to the uh, to the. Uh, you know, he looked like New Jack to me, but <laughs> Luther was his name, the doorman. And then they get like this uh, Italian guy. Hey, hey, I'll get him. Public Enemy just show up. <laughs> it's just funny shit. So, and and Public Enemy were on a roll in that promo too. You know, really getting themselves over as like tough guys, thugs, and uh, I liked it. And now Terry Funk needs to watch out for the Public Enemy at when worlds collide. So, you know, this is a uh, Final go home, go home push to it, and they've been pushing big time for the past three to four weeks. Really, it's been all about when worlds collide, and so I think this is one of their better jobs of promoting a show that they've done up to this point. Yeah, I gotta agree with you there, man. No brainer. Yeah, we're gonna wrap things up here now on the bottom line, on not the bottom line wrestling cast. It's- Force of habit on the extreme ECW live cast. <laughs> and next week, well, next episode rather, feels like next week, but it's in two weeks. And we are going to watch along and present our fourth Supercard special for When Worlds Collide. So we're going to watch it in its entirety. That'll be available in two weeks. So I'm looking forward to that now since we've been building up to that big show. We know all the angles, all the all the matches and you know it's it's like getting ready for a new big show, new pay-per-view if you will. And I haven't watched it before. So I'm going to go into it not having seen anything and just enjoy it and see how this card turns out. And it's going to be filled with wrestling because no super cards they don't really do promos and such. So we'll be covering the action throughout. So that'll be in 2 weeks. Excited for that. All right. Also, check us out on the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Dropping today, if you're, if you're listening on Wednesday, we just released episode 76, which is the three stages of hell from February 2001. That's when Stone Cold and Triple H go into the three stages of hell match. They have a standard singles match, a no-holes-barred street fight, and then in the third fall, a steel cage match. Check us out on the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. Thank you, BTT Army, for always checking in on us here and for your support for your enjoyment of the Extreme ECW Livecast. But also, if you're not following us yet, follow us at ExtremeCast on Twitter. Follow us at Bottom Line Cast also on Twitter. Follow us personally, me, Mike Pru, at MPRU83. Follow JV at John Van Damage. And then also join our Facebook group. It's Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. But you can talk about ECW and whatever wrestling or anything that comes up on either of our shows. So if you want to get into the group, 
just go to Facebook and write Bottom Line Wrestling Cast and click that you want to join, and I'll accept it. All right, so JV, anything else before we head on out of here? Uh, no, sir. All right, so this uh, last song as we leave here is a request by Rick Beebe, and it's Stone Temple Pilots. It's Vaseline. So great song there. Nice pick, Rick. And you'll enjoy it. We'll see you guys back in two weeks for the Supercard Special number four, When Worlds Collide. So long. <laughs>